I didn't get to uh, do this podcast with the early November until, what is today, November 26th, 27th, yeah. So I didn't do that the way I had planned, and I also need to pay my credit card to, uh, bill today. Oh, man. So pretty, though, the music, right? Very, uh, very smooth. I wonder what mic they used on that. So, um, let's see. I don't even really know what I'm going to talk about. I just try to keep this consistent, even though I think I missed last week. So, yeah. Oh, man. You know, in my head, it's always so much easier to catch you guys up on what the hell's been going on. But, let me see. I make notes in my phone sometimes, so I'm going to use that to get me going. Ooh. Okay, uh, I bought the Thursday tickets to go see Full Collapse and War All the Time. Uh, they're going to be playing at Trees in Deep Ellum, Dallas, Texas area. And they will be here on a Friday and a Saturday. And they will be playing all of Full Collapse on Friday and all of War All the Time on Saturday. And I am so excited because... Those both of those albums played a huge impact on the way I uh, grew up to music. When middle school and high school, I think it was eighth grade and then ninth grade for me, because Full Collapse had already been out. I think that came out like 2001, and I didn't hear about it until like 2003, which is when World of Time came out. So then I was able to get both of them right at the same time. And then Rachel Ellis burned me a copy of their first album, Waiting, and I was so excited because I couldn't find it anywhere. And then I think I eventually was able to order it from CD Warehouse. Remember that place in Plano? For those of you who know what I'm talking about. Man, I, that place was so cool to me. You could go there and they would order you from the internet a, uh, a CD. And so I could all these CDs that I could never find, I would go there and they would order it for me. And it was awesome. I got us the Seisha retrospective album there. I got Before Today, a celebration of an. No, what is that? Let's see. <laughs> I found something to talk about, so I'm just random with it. Where is it? Before Today. Here it is. Uh, a celebration of an ending. I think I was about to say it right. Yeah, so um, that's Pierce the Veil for those of you who don't know. Go listen to that album. It's amazing. It's it's a... Uh, we'll, we'll listen to it on here sometime. Sorry. My Sarah Doggy is coming up trying to get some attention. But yeah, it's a lot faster Pierce the Veil. Like It's it's basically the same voices and styles, but more punk, less pop. I don't know. I don't listen to enough Pierce the Veil. I don't own any of it. Let's see, what else was I going to say? Oh yeah, so I got the retrospective Seisha album at CD Warehouse. What else did I get there? Uh, oh yeah, freaking, okay. We got to listen to this one on the podcast sometime. But the band Blueprint Car Crash. 
They are so good. And they put out an EP called Rhetoric of a Marionette in 2004. And uh, your boy got it at CD Warehouse. And dude, that album is so good. Thanks to, um, what's it called? Um, Pure Volume. Pure Volume was how I found them. Remember, hold on, it's going to get loud. Dude, this album is so good. Oh my gosh. So we're listening to the early November, duh. It is The Room's Too Cold. So there you go. And man, it feels... Holy... Dude, I'm getting a text about... Uh, trying to have a rehearsal tomorrow for the band I play in words I don't I just don't know dude my life's been so freaking busy right now I've been having to like improv every day uh dude I don't know how I used to for a long time I've been much more to-do listy and planny and I think that's being married to slash dating Haley for the last 11 years and I think back to when I just kind of decided what I was going to do every day that day. And I don't know how I did it. Now, I was also like 16. So there was go to the skate park or d that was pretty much the decision I was going to make. Um, unless there were, you know what it was? Unless it was a day I had a Realm of Refuge band practice. I got I to gotta play that on here too. I need to make a list. I need to make a list of all the things I want to listen to on here. Because sometimes I think about it ahead of time like this one. Sometimes that's in my head. But... There's been a handful of times where I'm like, what am I gonna, what am I gonna listen to? But yeah. So my, uh, the band Least of These that I play in, <laughs> um, they, we played at, oh, shoot, I don't remember, somewhere in Dallas for the fall version of South by So What, and the Ace Benders, I don't know, gosh, dude, I'm so bad with names. Uh, I'm not gonna look it up, but the singer of the early November, his like solo project was playing on the same stage we were like after us, of course, I think. I don't remember when he played. And I was really nervous to talk to him. And I think like this, I don't really have, I have a, the uh, this EP to the early November album after this one. I don't even know what it's called, but I have that EP. Let me see, I can find it. We're never wrong, we're never wrong. I'm just trying to feel sound. That's probably so annoying. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, I didn't get it on my computer. So I use all, most of my CDs are on my old laptop. I got a ton of them on there. I would just stay up all night and just burn them or put them. What's the, the opposite of burn? Cool. I would I'd put the CD onto my laptop and eventually the CD drive burned out and stopped working. And so I never got to finish. And I guess I didn't get this one on there. But yeah, The Room's Too Cold. Then the next album, I have like an acoustic EP of it. But really this one early November album was all I needed. When I heard it, it blew my mind. It was, it was so good uh, for the freaking um, 2003, man. You're so... I was in 8th grade. I think I didn't even start listening to this album until probably 2004. So I was in ninth grade. So I'm on my first year of high school. And it's very musically progressive for its time, in my opinion. You might not 
think that right away, but like, if you really listen to the way they chose to play their parts in all the songs throughout this album, there's just some really cool things that they, for the style of music too, for just being like, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the girls around my age loved this style of music. If you were into the whole emo punk pop, whatever the hell it was back then. Um, it was so confusing for me because there was people in my scene who would call like circle takes the square emo, but then you would also hear people call dashboard confessional emo. And those are two very different sounds. So it doesn't matter to me at all. It's frustrating that it matters to other people. I think because it mattered to me in like eighth grade when I was super punk rocky, but I don't care about any of that anymore. Just, I understand you're just trying to ex convey a sound that you've heard before by using a word we've had to describe it with. And I might have applied a different word to that same sound, which is what I think we do with colors. I'm just kidding. I don't know for sure, but I've always wondered if like the color that I see that is red for me is the same color that you see that is red. It seems like it probably is, although it would be cool if it wasn't. Um, dude, the, ne the next song I really like. So there's a really long kind of like soft break here with other people talking. So hopefully that doesn't get annoying to you. Maybe I'll take the time to turn it down. What the hell have I been talking about? CD Warehouse, man. That place was awesome. Yeah. Oh shoot. Okay. Let's see what else do I got on my notes. Man, I did pretty good. You gotta, you gotta admit, I was able to do all right there for a minute. Now I haven't mentioned my birthday was in the beginning of November. I'm 29 now, so that's cool. It, that one did feel different, um, because I'm like, this is it. This is the one before 30. Now I don't really care about like being in my 30s. I just have, I, when I was younger, I set some goals by the time I was 30. And so I got to hustle a little bit. You know what's funny? The Johnny that did this podcast back in season one would have told you what those goals were. Dude, I was so full of like hope. <laughs> Go back and listen to me while my wife was pregnant. I would either be freaking out or I'd just be like so full of excitement and hope. And uh, now I have to hang on to the hope and yeah, I don't necessarily feel the joy, but it's there. It's there in its moments. You know what it is? When it's there, I have to lean into it so hard. I can't think about like, uh, I, I can't think about fears while I am in my joyous moments. And I think there was a time when I could, like I would just be so happy. And then I would like look at the things I was afraid of, like in, per, with perspective, you know, or in, introspectively and i'd be like okay this is what you're afraid of johnny and like it's gonna be okay that's season one johnny whatever season three johnny is right now is basically whatever twenty five thirty thousand dollars that the hospital bill is gonna be just stop thinking about that and uh deal with it when it shows up which isn't necessarily what i'm gonna do but i just know i'm having to learn there will be a time to think about certain things but I have so much stuff I have to do, especially because I had to basically take two weeks off um, of all my personal work. And uh, I'm just, I can either feel like I'm drowning or I can think about other things. So that's kind of what I'm doing uh, lately. Maybe that's why this podcast feels weird. 
I liked the imperfectiveness of this dude's voice. So, hey, yeah, let's talk about that. So, you know what's funny about being nervous around this guy was because the early November wasn't necessarily one of my favorite bands ever. It's just this album was one of my favorite albums. And I just had some great moments listening to it growing up. Having friends spend the night, we talk about the mix. Like, I remember one night Jason Hobbs and I, um, in, in high school... I had about five friends, and at least two of them would spend the night. Well, I had I had more than five friends, but there was about there was five specific guys probably that at least one or two of them was spending the night almost every night um, in the summer, then during the school year on the weekends and stuff. And we would listen to music, talk about the songs, either the mixing, the uh, you know what. I'm totally having a whole time period of my life that I'm remembering right now. You know, in 2003 and 2004, when I was going to the skate park every day, there was like that same exact experience I was talking about, but with different friends from the skate park. And we would we would watch skate videos all the time, talk about skating. Oh my gosh, that was such a fun time. It's not that I forgot about my skating time period. You know what's weird is though there was uh I'd say 2003 through 2006 there was a time in my life where those were the good old days. And I was talking about this with Haley recently like the longer my timeline gets timeline gets there's different it's like good old days when you're 18 13 through 17 seemed awesome. You know what I mean? Or if, if it was good for you. Mine was pretty good. There was definitely some tragic moments in there. But, like, once I started to be, like, 19, 20, I was like, man, those times I, were so great. And now there's just, I have, I have a, I mean, I've got least of these memories. I've got early rental house being married memories now. Like, there's, it's weird that that three, four year period in high school you think of it as like, at least for me, it was like my past for a while. Oh, shoot. I don't know how to explain this shit. Um, I basically like if you were on Adobe Illustrator and uh, is it Illustrator? Whichever one's the video editing one. If you were on there and you were looking at my lifetime so far and you would put down markers whenever there was a chunk of like, these are the good old days. There used to be less and now there's more and that's weird. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I was nervous to talk to this guy when we played with him. We stood in the, our merch tables were right next to each other. And, uh, and, and he was just standing there by himself too. He was, cause he was doing like an acoustic thing. And uh, I was like, dude, go talk to him. And then I, I would like walk towards him. And I was like, nah, I can't. It's weird. I've only had that happen a couple times. Usually like, any musician that made a big impact on my life, when I've run into them or played a show with them, I've been able to be like, hey, man. I, I make myself say it uh, if I if I get the chance, but so I guess I don't make myself say it. I say it if I get the chance to different guys, like, your music made a big impact. So then it's just out of the way, and they know where I'm coming from. You know what's weird is that's happened at least a handful of times while on tour with least of these, and it... It's weird, so I don't know why I keep doing it. <laughs> but, like, I remember I, I saw Anthony Green 
as he came up to put condiments on his hot dog while I was putting condiments on my hot dog or something like that. And I looked over and I was like, oh, man. And so then I was just like, hey, dude, the all the art you're putting out, that's making a difference in my life. Thank you. Or something like that. And he was like, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you guys know the band Sub 7? When my my band Perfect and Perfect played a show um, with... Well, actually, we ended up playing several because he was in a band called Elliot's Run. Sub 7 was broken up. And that EP that Sub 7 put out was a big game changer for me, too. And I was pretty nervous to talk to him for the first time. But... Yeah, I think... You know who I haven't actually ever got to sit down and talk to is Jeff from Thursday. And they're definitely, like, in the running for number one favorite band of all time. I don't... I can't pick. My personality... Like, y- y- y'all... For those of you who listen to the Hive podcast, Josh Clifton is, like, wired to, like, rate things and organize things and from favorite or top five or... And it's so funny because... What we'll be sitting there in the podcast, and then he'll just bring up this. Uh, so you got to pick this, that, and it's like, dude, my brain just avoids all of those qu- questions at all times, and I don't. I'm not even thinking about that. I do that. I just. I don't think that way. I just. This is my favorite in the, the moment, dude. I was reading this article about uh, some scientist in Australia. It's called like the four block. Theory. This would have been a great we're gonna learn something moment, but I exit out of the article on so far. You know why? Because I'm tired of these articles that say, you know what? Think I just freaking talked over like the best part of the song, this whole song. All right, listen to the guitar part in the left ear, and listen to the guitar part in the right ear too. There was so much room, but it was going so aggressive. They do such a good job. That part hits really hard, too. Oh, so you guys remember this song was on the... Uh, oh, shoot. No, I never released that podcast. Remember that podcast I was idea I had where I was going to... What was it called? Like my teenage playlist or something? I was going to put my CDs onto my new computer and like all the obscure old ones that I haven't got on to the iTunes yet. Man, I hope you remember this because I really don't want to talk about this anymore. I was excited about it too at one time. Basically, I was going to put old CDs on and then go through like old memories while I listened to it. And I did one episode with a compilation CD that this song was on. I hope I'm not making too many <laughs> sounds. <laughs> Damn it! Oh, God. I'm just waiting through four, three, two, one. All right, dude, listen to these guitar parts. And then the bass. Oh, dude, there's going to be some bass chords coming up that are just so good. If you're not in this podcast for the music, just hit the 15-second thing, like, twice. This is 2003. Remember, Silverstein had clean guitar tone that sounded like shit at this point, and these guys were doing this.
Dude, the drummer did so many different variations of a similar drum beat throughout this album, but it seems very intentional and it's so cool. All these octave chords. I like how everything's not super tight. All right, listen to this coming up. Listen to this, uh, the bass right here. Listen to everything. It caught us by surprise. It always waits. Till the timing is right. Till we're sure enough we can be saved. You know what? I might be thinking of a different part of the album. I'll let you know. This part's dope, regardless. You know you're digging it. So far. Have I ever told you guys that there was three years in a row where me and my buddies went down? Maybe four. It might have been four. Four years in a row where we went down to Padre Island during the summer and uh, for a week and surfed and hung out. Out of everyone, everywhere. Yeah, that one of those years, this album was like the shit to me. And there was this EP that this band, The Miles Casting, had put out. We'll listen to that one day too. God, I need a. I need a Jamie. Write that down, Jamie. So you like to say surprise. I know you always wait. Will you find a way to buy some? Isn't that vibey? Plans always kept you away. But now you're finally right. here. I actually have no idea if I'm allowed to be putting so much music of other people's onto iTunes. But just remember, I'm not making any money. And... This just, this is how I'm, I almost said gathering my thoughts and that would have been the douchiest thing, but I, it was genuine. Believe me, it would have been genuine. This is how I'm, uh, just go put myself through therapy right now is talking with consequences on the internet, but trying to ignore the consequences and see what it's, you know, sometimes after this, I think about some of the shit I said and I'm like. Do you need to tweak that about yourself? Is that a perspective then? Dude, I haven't even... I've had so little time for self-evaluation lately. It's frustrating. Maybe driving. So I, uh, I put out a Christmas holiday, Black Friday, consumerism song. I'm sorry that I said that so disjointedly. I don't know why. I think I was looking around my room. But yeah, I released a new song under the words moniker. So if you want to hear it, it's on Facebook. I'm going to put it on other stuff eventually. I, I don't know how to put it onto Spotify, but my friends are going to help me. You do it through DistroKid. Like, I know the gist of it, and I've just never done it myself. Like, TJ did it in least of these. It didn't exist when I was a Perfect and Perfect in the other bands. You just put it on MySpace. And then in United Disaster, you put it on uh, Pure Volume. That's how I found out about Blueprint Car Crash, actually. Wow. Talk about going full circle. Um, I was on The Sound of Animals Fighting and if you, uh, Pure Volume. And if you remember, back on Pure Volume, it would say, for a similar artist, click here. And it would just kind of like pick. It was like that I'm feeling lucky option on Google. 
And I clicked it, and then Blueprint Car Crash popped up, and I listened to it, and I was like, oh my god, this band is amazing. So then I went to CD Warehouse, and I had them order it for me. Wow. I went on a... <laughs> I went on like a... Uh, however far away Albuquerque is from McKinney, Texas. I forget, so I, I'm gonna... I think it was like 10 hours. 10 hour drive, something like that. Me and my buddy Kyle went on a road trip to go visit my buddy Ryan. And get this, there was no, my dad just took an atlas and highlighted the highway we'd take there. And was like, good luck. That sounds terrifying to do now at this age. And I did it back then. It helped having Kyle there because he was able to, he's very wise. And so I could bounce off like, you know, when you feel like you're the one who's supposed to know and you look at somebody and you say something, but with that up cadence as in, now you say something to affirm that what I just said is actually correct. He was a good pal to have for those moments. <laughs> um, but yeah, we I brought this album. That must have been 2006. And we listened to this song. I made him listen to it twice in a row because we were in the middle of... Uh, Shoot, I don't know, that part between when, when you're driving to New Mexico, after you pass the Cadillac Ranch part, which is the cars that are in the ground, it's, it's just like kind of red and flat forever, and you're just driving straight. Somewhere in there, and Kyle was driving, and it was kind of cool, and we had the windows cracked, and this song, I was listening to it, and I was listening to the string arrangement and the whole just composition of the song, and I was like, oh my god. And uh, I guess, like, I'm used to, because I like to mix and uh, do audio engineering type things, I can listen to a song several times in a row because I'm listening to different parts of it. But I remember I, I wasn't even considering him, and I, I, like, started the third time. And he was like, there's just no way you can do that, right? <laughs> or something like that. And I was like, sorry. So we skipped on to the next one. You know what's also funny about that very exact moment? A little bit later, so I guess not that exact moment, but that same time period on this album, I had my car seat. I was sitting shotgun, Toyota Corolla, and I'm leaned back, and the back windows are down, and I have my right arms <laughs> sitting outside, uh, hanging outside the window because it's all cool, uh, the wind, and you know we're driving, and it feels good, and uh, I fall asleep, and uh, Kyle is driving. And I was asleep for probably 30 minutes. I think he had changed albums and everything. Now imagine it being completely, completely quiet. You're like 16, 17 years old, driving your first time this far away. And it's been completely quiet and you're on like this middle of nowhere highway with no people around. And Kyle reaches over to roll the windows up for a second or because it was getting cold. And then the person next to you just goes, ah! And he screamed so hard. And then I screamed so hard. But he rolled my arm up in the thing and I was asleep and it scared me. But he didn't know that my arm was out the window. Dude, it was so freaking funny. Then we were laughing so hard. That was also the first time I went over 100 miles an hour in a car, I think, was that trip. Which these are all things that I just am so nervous about my little boy doing. Who's doing much better, by the way, for those of you who, who were interested. That was just the worst, by the way. I don't even want to go into details about it, but children's hospitals, thank you for existing, but dude, that's a dark place to just feel vibes. 
because you like have to walk out of the room sometimes and then you just see and hear other hurting children oh man those people who have that job you're amazing i don't know how you do it i couldn't it was very sad well how long have i been going yeah i've been going a long time so i'll let you guys go i gotta i told Haley i'd clean some stuff at the house today and it would be smart to have that done before she gets home she said no clue going to try to get out quick depends on how quick i can work i don't know what that means but above it is a picture of some bacon in our refrigerator that i sent her going is this still good and she said yes but i had already made some ramen noodles which by the way i just can't do it anymore i've decided that was my last one i those little packets of ramen noodles i ha i've been hardly eating them for the past like year or two and Haley got me, like, if I'm going to have soup, which used to be my favorite food, but I think it was just simple. But, um, I guess now it's just, like, a comfort food or whatever. But, like, Progresso or something, like, canned food that seems a little bit more fresh. The ramen noodle thing, like, probably six months ago I had some and I didn't like it. And it was the same thing this time. I, I Both times I had, like, six bites and then just put it all down the sink. Turned the disposal. Do you say dispose all or disposal? Because I say disposal. Haley says dispose all. And I'm not saying it's caused a lot of problems in our marriage. But <laughs> no, I'm just playing around. No, it's just weird. She also says umbrella, not umbrella. So she puts the emphasis on the first syllable. Umbrella. It was just that little tweak makes my ears confused. Um... Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm zoning. So let's see. I should probably go, but let me see if there was anything I, I had on my notes. Eventually, I'm going to do a, a, a Google learn something on light pollution, but I just keep not wanting to. I've actually had it in my notes for like two months now. But I just, you know, it takes a lot of work to read that stuff out loud. And I just don't want to. Man, has me without you... Like, they have my favorite drum tone that is recorded, I think. Like, anytime I would write my personal wordsy style of music, if I could get that Me Without You drum tone, that would be ideal. You know what I mean? And uh, I haven't been able to yet, but that's okay. It helps it sound different, you know? I, I used to try hard to get different tones for... Like, when I was writing a song, I would think, like, I want this tone to be that guy's tone, or I want this good, uh, snare to be that guy's snare, or whatever. And I would say over the last, like, year, I... I've just been thinking, what's a cool sound? And I'm telling you, it's really fun. It reminds me more of like drawing and painting again because, you know, you always picture it in your head and then you got to do it. And then when you're done, you're like, well, I guess that's, that's not how it looked in my head. But look, I brought it into existence. There it is. And it's been a lot of fun to do that with my personal music lately and be like, huh. So if I just pick, if I just make decisions on sounds that I think are neat, 
Uh, it's like painting with. Oh, this is gonna sound lame, but like painting with your own brush instead of someone else's. I hate that I said that. Um, I should have just said having someone else. Like uh, tracing. <laughs> there you go. It's like tracing versus not. I need to go. I, I honestly am just having too good of a time listening to this album. Let's see where this goes. Yeah, I just don't want to talk about anything else. So, <clears throat> thank you for listening. Man, I missed 10 text messages in this time. Dude. Hey, just so you know, if you you listening, if you ever call me and I don't answer, if you don't leave a voicemail, it's going to be very hard. Uh, hold on. Looks like uh, the Deer Hunter is releasing something new or something. I like that guy. You like that guy? You should. Go listen to him. I literally am just scrolling Instagram. That's how I'm just out of it, dude. I'm so out of it, man. It's been hard. My kid's been going to sleep by 8, waking up at 11, and then waking up at 3. And both times it's taking at least an hour to put him to sleep. And Haley needs to be able to get up early and go teach. So that means, yep, I'm getting up. And I just... <sighs> I'm just getting sleepy. That's all. You know what? <clears throat> I've been doing pretty good. It's been great seeing my kid's personality come back and get, like, joy in his life. Oh, it's so wonderful. The, I, I, the weirdest and ter most terrifying part of the process of him going to the hospital for a handful of days and getting sick with RSV and bronchileoitis or something, I, I can't. Every time someone would say it, I'd, like, say it in my head. <laughs> Like, okay, so that's how you that's how you say it. And I just every time I say it out loud, I don't feel like I got it. But anyways, um was watching his personality disappear. You know, like the handful of days leading up to him going to the hospital and just seeing him just be really tired and not enthusiastic to the point that it just is taking everything for him to just breathe. So he's just kind of sitting there with his eyes closed breathing. And now he's like, dude, he's climbing over things, he's crawling up on me he can pull himself up and stand he's laughing all the time it's so awesome dude i do not like the bad feelings <laughs> that you get once you have a kid the good feelings are awesome but dude these bad feelings suck and i'm gonna have them forever now you know more people need to be talking about that when you're gonna have a kid oh my god changing a kid is gonna change your life yeah and how will it please expand? Jeez. You know, I wonder if it's one of those things where like... Hold on, sorry, I'm getting a phone call. I'm going to just hit that little sleep button for a second. But yeah, I wonder if it's one of those things where... You know, like... You, so, you, you buy a... Shoot, I can't think of a freaking example. Uh, synchronicities, I've talked about that before. Someone says something and then all of a sudden you start hearing that thing a lot and it's like, am I just hearing about... Here, here's a good example. This is perfect. I would have wrote this down in my phone back when I was better at doing that for this podcast. So I'm glad to have it. So please email me or 
something if if you have an answer to this. But either my phone's been listening to me mention to Haley that I want to start watching Friends again on Netflix, or there's something about the holidays and people wanting to start to watch Netflix or watch Friends on on Netflix or DVDs. Not specifically Netflix. That's just the point is. Recently, I'd say in probably the past three weeks, I've mentioned at least once a week, like, you know, as the holidays are coming up, it'd be fun to start uh, Friends again on Netflix. And she's like, yeah, you know. And I've been seeing all of a sudden on Facebook or different places, people talking about, talking about, um, sorry, I was checking. I needed to know why the person who was calling me was calling me and they sent me a text and everything's fine. That's this. That's the uh, classical conditioning of a couple of tra- trauma, light trauma experiences with the baby. But what's weird is that they're, over the g- scheme of his life, they'll probably be like light traumas, you know, for me. But since they were the first ones, they, they felt very bad. But I know when I broke my hip, I probably scared my parents a little bit. Well, actually, my mom didn't even believe me for a couple days. But eventually, I'm sure, like, I just think of... Dude, it's just watching your kid be uncomfortable is the worst. And uh, I was pretty uncomfortable when that happened. Let's, uh, let's bring this, bring this around. What the hell? Friends! Alright. So, friends. I'm seeing it on the internet. And I'm not Googling it. It's showing up that people are starting it. I'm like memes related, things related to friends. So either that is just something that I'm has always there, but I'm noticing now, which would relate back to whatever point I was trying to make a second ago. Or Dude, my phone is freaking these robocalls are just I'm trying to make some points here. And the problem is I don't save a lot of numbers because I forget. And so I always am like half wondering, is that someone? Who is that? Not to mention, Haley told the daycare to call me if something terrible happens to him. So now, like, every... Because I don't have the daycare's number. So all day today, I've just been like, <gasps> waiting for that voicemail. Like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. And it's like, there should be nothing wrong happening to him, you know? But, like, that's where he got sick. And the mind wanders. You guys see what's happening? I'm trying to talk light about friends and the fear, the new fear I have with my child keeps creeping in. So then add like a bunch of whole new debt and just that's that's the mind space that I've been in lately. That's why, uh, I don't know, dude. I hope I don't sound like a baby. I'm trying to, I, I'm not, I understand that this is just part of life, but it's uncomfortable. All right. Okay, so anyways, synchronicities, friends, that whole thing. Someone tell me, uh, does the holidays make you want to start watching Friends? And so that's happening throughout all of us, and then people share on the internet? Or is my phone, is, is are people always talking about Friends, and my phone's just starting to gather it and show it to me because it's heard me talk about it? Let me know what you think at Johnny... Is it Johnny at Honey Gold Records? Dude, I haven't said it in a while, so I forget. Don! Yeah, it's Johnny. But my I have ones with my last name in it, so I never know for sure. So yeah, Johnny at Honey Gold Records. Answer that friend's question for me. 
Go to honeygoldrecords.com. See all the other stuff we got going on. Doom, doom. Dude, I'll have done this whole album if I go six minutes and 34 seconds more. Y'all want to listen to the rest of this album? Let's just freaking do it. It's, I need this right now. For me, I need this right now. I've had a lot of stress in my life, and I listened to this song, this, I listened to this album on November 1st, thinking I can't wait to do this podcast. And then just a handful of days later, all the shit storm started. Oh my God, dude. Let me tell you. <sighs> when you're just really playing in forward one direction, and then for like two weeks, you get just shat on another direction. It feels crazy. This song's great. I'll try to I'll try to not talk over it too much because if you're driving, this could be a really beautiful time just listening to the song. <laughs> and then I show up. My buddy Ryan can do that falsetto. That sounds very similar to that. people can write music and then those tones and those sounds and those frequencies imprint themselves onto a time period of and then you can't hear it without being it's like time traveling man back to that four block theory article that was going to be a some scientist in australia was talking about all time existing at the same time or or the past present future existing in the same time it was pretty interesting, but there was really only like one, she was the only one they quoted as they talked about the whole thing. And I'm just getting annoyed at these articles that say like, crazy ass thing scientist says. Well, I mean, tell me more about the scientist, you know? Anyways. In that idea of past, present, future existing all at the same time, not linear, but like the fourth they, they were talking about like first dimension second dimension third dimension and fourth dimension then like the fifth dimension being like the part outside of it all i don't know something like that and uh it would if you have ever listened to some music and as you're listening to it and closing your eyes you just are whisked back to that you that existed then that stream of consciousness that doesn't age throughout all this time and it's, that's got to be what it is. It's touching that part. It's touching that part of our brain, our soul, our spirit, our subconscious. <sighs> Whatever that is, man. That's the craziest part of this whole thing to me. It's like... Dude, I feel exactly the same way I do 
did when I was 16 as far as like, you forget. I know that you, you don't think that's true, but like the soul or whatever it is, like I have moments when I remember that, oh yeah, I'm that. Yeah, I feel like we lived in, a, in that more when we were a kid. And as we age, it's the more sunk into the matrix you get. I'm only using that metaphor to just kind of make sure I beat home my point <laughs> instead of being all vague with it. But yeah, I mean, I don't know for a fact. <laughs> I don't know for a fact, and it's not very close to the top of my list that we're in a computer right now, okay? I think it's all much more beautiful and... Uh, magnificent in some sort of crazy vibrating resonating atoms I don't know the whole thing is just that's a that's a deep subject to try to dive into all of a sudden at the end of this thing but my point is there's a part of me that feels like it's it's going to it's the observer I've been so interested in that like phrasing the observer there's like a part of me that feels like it's experiencing this and then there's a part of me that feels like it's a part of this. Does that make sense? You guys, if you ever worried, worry like, oh, I hope I... Nah, I'm not going to take it there. But I got to avoid the negative trail thoughts. Pay attention to the uh, velocity choices the drummer chose. Dude, that, that felt so good when I was in high school. That whole thing, listening to that whole thing. Donnie Darko. What else? Other emotional crap I would think about and do. It was all more inside the box than now. But anyways, love you guys. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening.